1: I am a little jet-lagged uh, today. I've been traveling the world over the last couple weeks. Uh, we had to work far in advance. Uh, and you may not have known that by just listening to the show, but it's been a two-week gap since our last edition of Just Plain Radio, which explains why I sound way more sexy right now. Right, right, Dennis? I sound sexier? What no. You? Sure? No.
2: No, that uh, sexy voice? No, that'd be like Barry White.
1: Hey, Dennis. You're How definitely not you doing? Not there. How you doing? Yeah, well, that yeah, that and, does sound. Uh, Joey Tribbiani no, awkward. that's not working either. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, the, I'm going to blame the jet lag. And uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh and, and you know, but here's the here's, here's the plus side. I have something to talk about when it comes to commercial flight services. Once again, I, I have learned that it is so much better to fly general aviation <laughs> than commercial. Uh, because I pulled out all the stops on this trip that I just took, and I, I, I took every upgrade you could possibly get. Now I was flying Delta. I did Delta One, and I had some long haul flights as part of uh, part of this adventure. And, and right out of the box, first off, let me give Delta a big thumbs up. Overall, they did great. I don't really have any complaints, uh, and it was it made the travel way way more enjoyable. Uh, and the journey wasn't nearly as bad as what it could have been if I had been sitting in economy. Because <laughs> that would have been worse. Because, you know, I did have the lay down seats for Delta One. Uh, but it was interesting. From going to the States, I flew to Switzerland. then I came back from Amsterdam uh, to Boston. But we had different airplanes. Even though I was flying Delta One on both legs, uh, going out I was on a 767 Uh, dash 400 which had the lay down seats and coming back was an a330 and uh, was a much more modern aircraft and uh way it was way better seats uh as well so the flight out was still it was good but um I, i i definitely noticed a difference and i thought maybe we need to you know decipher some of these differences for our audience today what do you think there dennis
2: well, I know that there's a lot of analysis that goes into that. Uh, if you look at, uh, you know, there's a bunch of websites that compare all the different products. I mean, they've actually got it down to which airplanes have which versions of the interiors. Way more than I care to go into. Check out Simple Flying if you're ever really wanting to go into a deep dive or Seat yeah. Guru. Those types of websites do a really good job. But. I mean, it, uh, you had, what, probably eight-hour flight to Switzerland, so yep. you got a lot more time to spend in that Delta One cabin than I ever did.
1: Right. And, and it does make a difference. I, I mean, honestly, I use Sikh Guru, Guru quite a bit, actually. But uh, I haven't got to, what was the other site you said that actually compares the cabins
2: a little bit? Well, Simple Flying does a lot of very detailed analysis of various airline fleets. They'll even tell you, you know, well, whatever happened to this airline 767s, it'll tell you when each individual tail number went in or out and right. where they were sold okay. off to. Gotcha. Yeah, they're, well... They're, I'll use
1: Seek yeah. to find out, okay, Delta One flight, they got the lay-down seats. And that's usually all I think about. It's like, okay, it's going to have that. We're going to be good to go, right? And lo and behold, we had it on both legs, but they were pretty different. I mean, the one on the 767 was an older aircraft. It was plenty of room. But the lay-down seats seemed much more like an afterthought, you know, how they had plugged them in to uh to the aircraft maybe and i don't know if that's true or not it is an older aircraft compared to the a330 correct am i right oh on that? very
2: much so yeah, yeah. no the the 767 has been out for 30 years yeah um,
1: so the lay down seats were 10 times better than saying sitting in an economy plus or you know economy economy period for sure but uh they weren't super comfortable they were a little tight i mean i just barely fit when i laid down in this thing now uh and behold, it had a massage uh element on it which i thought "Ooh, that's cool and then i was like oh this doesn't work worth a crap <laughs> so you know going out I, I you know it was okay it was good you know it wasn't the best first class experience i had but you know i got to have the lay down seat, so i don't want to sound i'm too bougie but uh, but uh, but coming back on the A330, I was like, "Whoa! This is what I was expecting," uh, because it, there was a little bit more room. It was laid out. Uh, you know, it looked like it was well thought out as far as how they had the Delta One and first class layout for these lay down seats. Uh, it did not have the massage element to it, but I didn't need it and because I had a little bit more space, bigger screens too for for the entertainment to keep you you know occupied when you couldn't sleep and uh, i enjoyed that uh, immensely uh, better than the flight out and i will uh, throw in another element for whatever reason the meals on the flight back on the a330 were way better too uh they weren't bad going out but coming back i was like wow this is really I, I think i had pork belly or some crazy thing I was like, you know, this could be an experience, but it actually was was very good. Different
2: caterers, I'm sure. I mean, when you're leaving out of the states, you know, who knows if it was LSG Sky Chefs or somebody like that here in the states that catered, you know, and filled up the plane. But I'm sure it was Amsterdam, and so you had more European inspired cuisine. I'm sure. Maybe I enjoyed it more.
1: Yeah, because they had like you know the banana bread infused with weed. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, what they uh what they could have done, but yeah, the food was better, the seats were nicer uh the experience overall was just better coming back on that 8330 three thirty compared to the uh seven sixty seven now that said i once again, I give Delta two thumbs up, their service was great the you know attendance were great I have no complaints uh did it compare to my first class experience when I flew Fiji Airways a few months ago? absolutely not. It was, I mean, uh, the Fiji Airways still light years ahead of uh, what we are getting in the States as far as first class service. And uh, I got a bad feeling that uh, goes across the board. So I'm not slamming Delta and their Delta one service. I still think it was very good, but are we on par with what the international carriers are doing uh, with their same class of service? I don't think so. That's my thoughts. What do you think, Dennis?
2: I uh, don't think you can compare them. I mean, if you're looking at... Emirates well, you can. All of the, well, That's what I'm can, doing. But I'm saying... <laughs> you're dealing with you know delta which is beholden the stockholders and then you've got the uh, uh oil-owned uh yeah. you know state-run airlines where they don't have quite the accountability of their shareholders they're able to go more over the top right. and they've been known for that mm-hmm. i mean just watch the procession i mean i saw it at orlando once i don't know if it was emirates or well, it was one of the East carriers but their flight attendants came up and it was like they they all come at once it was a you know a huge entourage with their you know mid- Orange Bur- or red Bur- on and everything and it was like people had like, watched this you know and they, it was almost like uh watching a changing of the guard at buckingham palace the way right. that they treated everything and so they run it like that and they keep it, it's a standard that they've established and they can get away with it i yeah. guess
1: well i you're right they're they're subsidized uh through the government so that makes the difference i know it's it's hard to compete on that level but it, it just i don't know it just seems like you know, maybe there needs to be Delta one plus, <laughs>
2: you know what well, I mean? There is it's, it's Dennis's Mooney. Oh, I mean, that's right. Okay. You got right. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Like you said, GA is definitely better. Go have my son or, or captain Keith go fly you around in a business jet. And I bet you're going to have a completely different experience too. I think you are correct. Your, sir. your wallet may be a little lighter, but right. it'll be worth
1: it. Well, I, I would agree with you on that. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, for what it's uh, worth, you know, I I was traveling through Switzerland, Germany, France, Amsterdam, and I I did not see one general aviation aircraft on my entire trip. I don't think that was coincidence. I don't think they encourage it much over there. Do you think?
2: Uh, They discourage it over there. I think we talked about this a few months ago that the uh, Amsterdam Airport Authority was actually looking at trying to ban um, private jets entirely from the airport.
1: Yeah, so they're Uh, making up for it and offering better uh, commercial service than we have in the state. So I guess it's a trade-off, is my point. But uh, look, if you have the choice for Delta-1 on a 767 versus an A330, go for the 330. You'll thank me later. More coming up on Just Plane Radio.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted
1: exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message, and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. To justplainradio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. You can't fly. No, but until I can, I'll have to set up for piloting a plane. Let's do it. Come on, Bernie. You can't ground this eagle. It needs to soar. You know I can do this. We've come This is Just plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so, Dennis, you found this guy on the web that we're going to talk to next, and his name is Alex. What can you tell us about Alex, Dennis? Well-
2: what I can tell you is Alex has done what I've been wanting to do. You know, at Sun and Fun and Air Venture, you know how we walk through the uh, the hangars, and the one the shiny little things always seem to get my attention. Right, the blinky I'm lights. A gadget geek, yes, right? he's a gadget and for, guy. Yes. For a number of years, we've seen these uh, maps that you can make of your state, your area, whatever that have little LEDs that light up with the weather. Mm-hmm. So. I have a lot of that stuff here in the house. I've I've got the LED lights, and I've been meaning to do one and never been able to, you know, kind of get all the pieces together, and the right software. And lo and behold, as I finally had all the parts and pieces together, I come across Alex's website of a do-it-yourself kit where he's already got the, the little controller, is already pre-programmed, and it'll sell you the lights. You just have to supply your own map. Wow. I'm like, well, hey, this takes some of the work out of what I was going to do, but so much for repurposing the junk bin so you're okay.
1: going to try to recreate one of those maps uh, on your own and alex came in and saved the day and just did all the work for you well, yeah the still. path
2: of least resistance here you know the box comes pre-programmed you just have to hook it up follow his really detailed instructions which takes all of about a minute if you type right
1: yeah uh, well <laughs> so. i like it well alex uh, welcome to just plain radio and uh, it sounds like you're into blinky things as well uh, and, uh, is this, uh, you know, something that you saw at the, the shows and like, I can make this and make it easier for people to make one on their own or what exactly?
3: Yeah. So great question. First off, just want to thank you guys for having me on here. Um, sure. so my wife, actually, she wasn't my wife at the time. She said, Hey, you know, I, I'm a pilot. You're a pilot. I want to get you one of these led sectional maps for your birthday. Hmm. Okay. And she refused to pay five hundred dollars for it. Wow, well,
1: what kind of what kind of wife is she? Well, it evidently worked out okay.
3: Well, regardless. we don't know where the
2: budget cut off is.
3: Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, she said we could just make this, and I said, yeah. So we we kind of did what Dennis did. We we got all the parts and we put it together, and we said, well, wow, we were able to make this for much much cheaper. I wonder if there's other people out there that want to make these for cheaper and don't have to program it and don't have to do all this stuff. And Mm so we started a website and we started selling the hub, which is like the brains of it and no advertising, nothing. And people just started finding us and ordering it. And this was last October. So October, 2022 Um, and just every month we've been growing sales. Um, So we've shipped a couple hundred kits. Um, So equates to a couple hundred maps. Um, it's, you know, we have a Piper Comanche, which is pretty heavy on the eighties and maintenance, you know, it's fully funding our flying habit now. So just gotta love
1: that. Yeah.
3: yeah. So it it really, it turned in from, Hey, I I don't want to pay this much for one of these maps to, Oh, wow. There's a lot of other people that this could really help. And so it's, it's been a really good journey so far.
1: I bet it has. What's the website? Let's get that out there right away. So people can take advantage of this if they want to make their own light up map at home.
3: Yeah, so it's it's uh, com, and um, so they're called LED sectionals, um, and yeah, so you, you provide the map, you provide the frame, you buy our kit, you combine the two, you program it, and bam, you got the, a piece of art on your wall that tells you the weather at all your local airports.
1: Nice, yeah. and you can use whatever type of map you prefer, I guess. Uh, yeah. as well. So you can get uh, real detailed or make it more artsy, I guess, if you want. It gives you a little bit more flexibility in that regard. So one of these kits is it universal for any time of any type of METAR map you want to put together, or or is there different models or versions of it that yeah, you can get so on we, the website?
3: So we have uh, we have kits that start at ten lights and go up to three hundred lights, and then we have an advanced kit where you can provide your own lights, and you just you know you just use our hub and connect it all together. Um, I've had people that I had someone make a micro map, which was three inches by two inches. Hmm. And then we had a gentleman down in Miami who made a six foot tall map that is larger than he is. Wow. Uh, And we got pictures of all that on our website. So it's, it's literally limited by your creativity. And then we started getting into building the maps not fully building but supplying all the pieces so we started supplying the frames we started supplying the maps so we're trying to make this as hassle free as possible while also keeping it economical for
1: Well friends. it sounds like a kit plane. Do you got to, you know, perform 51% of the uh, install for it to count uh, legally? That's it. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I like la- Now I'm sure the people that were selling those maps for 500 bucks uh hate your guts at this point. But uh, but that's a whole different issue I guess, right?
2: <laughs> well, I think it appeals to the same uh, audience. There's people that will still buy a Cirrus even though there's an RV-10 available that does all the same things. Exactly. You know, some people want right. to do it themselves. And you can't always customize it Where with Alex's offer. I mean, if you want an old-school map of the world like, you know, there yeah. be uh, dragons beyond here, you know, right. Christopher Columbus vintage, you could do that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the current FAA wall planning chart. You can be creative.
1: I love it. Yeah, you really could turn it into a, 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 you know, work of art. You know, I'm like
2: considering a, a Stranger Things approach here, since I've got the lights, you know, just on the string right now. I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to put post-it notes on the wall with all of the different city names underneath it, you know, kind of like the Stranger Things light up they had in the first season.
1: And then you're going to have an area where where you can fly into the upside down or something. Yeah, uh, baby. Uh, okay, I I don't know <laughs> that's where he's Arbat.
2: going. Well, maybe when we get the, when the lights are yellow, that means the winds are gusting, and so then that's the upside down.
1: Well, okay, we'll,
2: we'll figure something exactly.
1: out. Exactly, uh, exactly. So. Uh, so
2: obviously there's no limit to the creativity
1: yeah and and alex i mean it does sound like uh literally has taken off for you for a business and it's funding your flight activities. so i think your wife had the right idea she really was a big thinker you get you're giving her all the credit i assume right
3: Uh, of course of course you know uh
1: (laughs) if you want to stay married you are (laughs) Happy happy life exactly Exactly. So, what are you flying these days? What do you? Uh, you guys have a plane together now with all this activity that you've been doing with the business, or what?
3: Yeah. So, uh, I actually got it behind me. Um, it's a uh, Piper Comanche uh, two hundred and sixty B, nineteen sixty six. Um, just got out of avionics. Put in an STC trio autopilot. Uh, IFD five hundred and forty. Uh, Aspen E five. Um, we got it. I'm we're owners number three. So the first couple owned it for almost 30 years. Second couple owned it for almost 30 years. So the running joke is we have to fly it for the next 30 years.
1: Well, of course. And yeah, in in the flight hangar, do you have one of your big maps lit up and like blinking so much that, you know, put people into epileptic seizures or what?
3: Uh, I actually, (laughs) someone walked by and bought it off me. So, Oh, okay. I, (laughs) I currently don't have any in the hangar right now. Um, it's it's absolutely bananas we're we're producing so many kits right now that i had a couple around my house and i was posting pictures of them on the website and on facebook and people messaged me and wanted to buy them so. well
1: hey can you blame them <laughs> For, sounds like a great idea once again the website yeah. is DIYMetar.com. excellent good stuff and we got more coming up on just plain radio
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation
1: lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And Flight Training Professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
4: Listen up. You want to hit back? We're going to have to wingsuit in. It's the only way to get close. I can't promise anyone to ride home, but if you're with me, the world needs you now. Then I can fly.
1: This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, we're your crew, navigating the latest aviation news and information. And, uh, you know, Dennis, uh, while I was spending time over, you know, across the pond, he was flying his airplane, his Mooney 201, and uh, he went and did the uh, beach bash, uh, well, what, you tell me what it was again, Dennis, what was it, it was pretty well, cool.
2: It was the beach bash in the bluegrass, and actually, right. this year I actually came in in a beachcraft. Uh, I actually flew with my friend, neighbor, student, whatever you want to call Sam, you know, depending on the day. Uh, I flew in his airplane with his family. So, oh, I so you got were to the co-pilot this time.
1: Yes. All right. Well, Sam is with us as well as uh, the my mayor. Driver. Oh, your driver, who happens to be the mayor. <laughs> Of uh, the area where this event took place, uh, Mayor, uh, welcome to Just Plain Radio. How are you?
4: Hey, I'm great. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to be on here. I was afraid Sam would talk the most. So.
1: Oh, really? I, I can't believe that. Sam's a, a very super nice guy and uh, smart enough to keep me away from the event or plan it when I was going to be out of the country. But uh, Sam, uh, you're with us as well. How you doing? And are you, are you pretty happy with how the event went? I'm
5: doing wonderful. The event was just fantastic. We uh, couldn't have asked for a better event. The weather seemed to be iffy at first, but ended up working out beautifully. And um, once again, just an amazing time.
1: Yeah. How did you recruit the mayor uh, to be uh, Dennis's driver for the event? I I heard about this before we came on the air today.
5: He was like a stray dog. He just showed up and... We, we fed him
1: well you talking about dennis or around. the mayor wait no, i'm confused both okay <laughs> that makes total so sense
5: dennis, dennis flew up with me because he was tired of parking in the place of shame with the mooney in the back so uh-huh. he flew in the bonanza and um we flew up together and uh it was actually very nice having dennis along gave me somebody to talk to while everybody else was sleeping sick in the back seat <laughs> so uh, it gave me somebody to talk to but um we flew up together, and uh, you know he met the mayor and everybody else in the community. He had been to the first one, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. once again, the community and the mayor showed up for the second annual Beach Bash, and they're a thousand percent the reason it turned out to be the success it was.
1: Well, I bet. And uh, mayor, I, I got to ask this uh, event when 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 Sam came to you the, with this idea. A couple of years ago, did you think it'd be as successful as it has been already?
4: Absolutely. Anytime Sam gets involved in something or Sam has an idea, you know that he's going to put everything he has behind it. And he's definitely going to talk about it 100%. So um, we were definitely able to be a big part of it. We're thankful that he brought this to our community. And it's honestly just been an amazing journey so far. And I can't wait to see what next year holds.
1: I bet. Dennis, what do you think?
2: Well, I just think it's so nice and refreshing to see a community that gets behind their local airport and actually tries to do something. We hear so many stories in the news about, you know, California trying to shut down airports. And here we have the folks in Madisonville, Kentucky, that are going out of their way to embrace general aviation with a flight school, with a world-class FBO, a new hangar that went in. Uh, Mayor, you've got other projects, weren't you, repaving and lighting and all sorts of other improvements. You guys are actually investing in that asset to your community.
4: Absolutely. You know, with the help of, of course, the FAA and state aviation and then our local board and then the city council, we've been able to do almost, by the end of this year, we'll be right at about $10 million worth of upgrades in the last four years. So we're really excited about that. We're excited to see what it brings to our community. It's just a huge asset that other communities need to recognize. They need to see that for what it truly is. And for us, it's it's a great asset for us to have in the community.
1: I bet. Now, uh, Sam, tell us about how the numbers went for this event, uh, for the beach Bash and the bluegrass so, this year.
5: Just to give you a comparison, uh, last year we had roughly um, 62 planes and uh, I'd say 120, 130 people. This year we had 94 planes, wow. and right at 200 people, we we accounted for 200 people for meals, and uh, every one of the meals were eaten. So we're mm-hmm. we had a good turnout. We did have a higher number. We had 144 planes um, registered to come in. That number was reduced by the weather. We had some weather concerns and not so much in Madisonville but the surrounding areas and we had people traveling from such great distances that they had to deal with the uh weather concerns along the way um it was a little it was a little uh challenging for Dennis and I and we had a few bumps um we got there well worth the investment well worth it for the people that left we had several attendees actually show up on Wednesday and get hotel rooms 2 days before the event so For those that went the extra mile and got there early, it paid off in dividends because they were grateful to be there and they had a wonderful time. So I guess the the lesson to be learned from this is if you intend to attend next year and you need to leave a little bit early, arrive a little bit sooner, there's plenty in the community for you to do. You might as well uh, make the investment, come in, show up, enjoy the town, have a good time. But at least know that you're there and able to attend the next Beach Bash.
1: Well, no doubt. And, Dennis, uh, you know, if you fly in earlier like that, that gives you more quality time uh, for the distillery tour. Isn't that, wasn't that one of the benefits? That was actually event? going
2: to be my recommendation yes, is to go see? seek out some of the other distilleries or uh, maybe the private uh, distilleries, as it were. Right. Right. Um, but Sam, you had uh, you said people flew in from uh, quite a long distance. Uh, what was the farthest that somebody came in to attend the Blue uh,
5: Beach Bash? We actually had two people come all the way from France. Really? And, uh, wow! And, absolutely. And we were. We oh wait, were so I can astonished. explain
1: that because I was in France. And which I probably scared <laughs> them away. Back.
5: <laughs> they, they could have just been fleeing meeting yes, you, but I regardless. Think that's where
1: it was. Yeah.
5: They they Greg, they showed up at the beach bash and we acknowledged that. They they left with some awards. They uh when they left they told me they were gonna tell the whole European community, they have friends in Germany and France that will be coming back with them next year because they had never had so much fun at a fly-in that they were coming back next year, and they were bringing friends.
1: How about that? I I bet that uh, was pretty good news for the mayor as well. Uh, What do you think about that, uh, Mr. Mayor? Uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we talked to several, and the benefit of me being the driver was that's what my name tag said. So nobody knew who I was until they ended up introducing me at dinner, and then it was an aha moment. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so you were driving everybody
1: from the airport over to the event as the mayor, Kevin uh, Cotton there, and they all thought you were just uh, like an Uber driver. (laughs) An Uber driver. That's awesome. I love it.
4: But I had a a great time, and one of the the folks asked the question, what does the city hope to get out of this? And honestly, my response to him was real simple. We just want you to have a good time. Yeah. We want you to unplug from life. We want you to come up here. We want you to enjoy yourself while you're in our community. We're not asking you for anything. We're not We're not expecting anything other than just have a good time. And that's truly what it's about. We want to showcase what we have in our community, but we want you to have a good time.
2: That's not entirely true, Mayor. I do believe you said every one of you could be a potential voter. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Vote the driver
4: for yeah. well, so bear.
2: come move to Madisonville, reelect me. That yeah. that was your end goal. There, well, right? why
1: not?
4: There was that.
1: <laughs> Next year we'll try to correspond it so I'm not out of the country and I can participate in the beach bash and the bluegrass. What's the website, Sam? Where can we send them?
5: www spelt with two e's beachbash.com go there you'll see a picture of our frenchie holding up his top fan mug in front of the eiffel tower he sent us that picture the next day and i just thought it was the coolest thing ever it's on our website
1: excellent plan accordingly we got more coming up on just Plain radio
0: just plane radio the show devoted exclusively to flying in the aviation lifestyle Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's the craziest video game I've ever seen?
3: It's actually a flight simulator.
0: You learning how to fly? I'm still learning how to fly.
1: This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. All right, so uh, a lot of stuff going on uh, in the world of commercial aviation. If you're forced to do this, maybe it's getting better. You know, I talked earlier in the show about my Delta One experience being uh, pretty good. There's some variations even uh, between what aircraft you may fly on, uh, depending on the service you can expect. But, you know, the, while I was uh, away traveling, there was a big press junket. Uh, the president took credit for trying to make the airlines better. And more responsive when we get delays or, you know, that whole Southwest debacle that happened, uh, you know, a couple months ago. And, you know, what are they doing to make sure this doesn't happen again? I don't know. Are they putting more pressure on the airlines to make it uh, better for us? I I, Maybe. Uh, You know, I'll tell you, for me personally, I don't know about if this applies to you, Dennis, but I've just gotten used to the fact that if you aren't going to fly with one of the big three, uh, expect the worst you know or or know that you're gonna uh you, you kind of get what you pay for in a certain uh you know certain instance i I hate to say that, but that's kind of how I look at it, but you know they they're trying to put more pressure on the airlines to be more responsive if they have a cancelled flight or or you know the you know it gets grounded for a mechanical or whatever the case or may be or bees delayed. on the winglet or bees yeah that was a thing that
2: was a Delta flight the bee story yeah it was a Delta flight from uh, Houston to Atlanta was delayed for like three to four hours because apparently a whole swarm of bees uh, was up on a winglet. And they called a beekeeper out, and they were trying. They didn't have a water hose, fought long enough to try to spray it off. Turns out, all they had to do was start the jet, and that was enough to get them to leave. Which uh. they probably should have tried three hours ago.
1: Well, I but bet. can
2: you imagine the people that were on that flight though? You know what? What does that do for them? Are they you know in three hours, four hour delay? You're stuck in the terminal. Yeah, you're kind of a captive audience once you check in at the at the TSA. You know, right. you can't really go out and get a meal somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You're, you're paying overinflated prices. You're you're held hostage because they're your transportation. You're trying to get somewhere. So I think it's a good thing that pressure is being put on from the FAA, from the Federal Trade Commission, um, that these airlines are going to have to step up and be more accountable to their customers, that if you cancel a flight... And the customer is not going to sit in the lobby of the terminal for till the next day waiting for a flight. You need to get them a hotel. You need to provide meal vouchers if they're delayed four to five hours. Because in case you haven't noticed, airport food ain't cheap. No. You know, can you imagine not. a family of four, you know, and their flights delayed four hours because of bees on the wing, and now all of a sudden, you know, you weren't planning on getting a meal, and now the kids are screaming and want McDonald's, and it's $10 right. for a Happy Meal. And
1: well, how did that announcement over the PA go? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, have uh, had a delay. According uh, to our mechanics, we have bees on the wing. Uh, as soon as we can get them cleared from the wing, we'll take off. But in the meantime, we're... enjoying uh, a bit a hold- of honey. Yes, here here's a packet of honey, <laughs> you know. To kind of kind of smooth things over in the time being, that that might have been uh, a way for them to you know accommodate that a little bit better. But I don't know. That was a Delta flight, and see, you know, I guess it goes back to where way I look at things. I expect that service from Delta because they, you know you know, you pay a pretty penny to fly with the bigger boys, and I and I'm talking about Delta United. American, I put those in that category, and they got more flights available. They can move things around easier maybe than some of the other things. But, you know, you have a situation like a bees on the wing on a spirit flight. Ah, good luck. I don't think you're going to get that free pack of honey.
2: I'm just well, <laughs> I can tell you what, uh, it's no guarantee either, because I had to spend the night in the terminal in Houston when my flight was canceled. So you can figure out and do the math what airline it was. Yes.
1: No, uh, it can happen to all of them. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying there, there's a certain level of like, you know, with, with the uh, bigger carriers, you expect a little bit more out of them, too. You hear what I'm saying? That well, and, I,
2: and that's what I expected and didn't get at the time. Mm-hmm. That's what still kind of frustrates me to this day. Right. Uh, you know, that they need to have people there. They need to be able to provide refreshments because at two o'clock in the morning, when you're finally able to get out of your connecting flight and there's nothing for services in the terminal, you can't even get a bottle of water because mm-hmm. the vending machines are down and, you know, there's nobody to talk to. That's unacceptable. And yeah. I think that that's where the government is going, look. You're running a business. You've got captive people. There's no way for them to get from the airport in most cases. So you guys need to fill in that gap. And shareholders be damned. You're making good money. The profits are way up. Uh, Bring back the peanuts already. Exactly. (laughs) Well, but not unless you've got a peanut allergy, in which case. Well,
1: okay. You don't want that. Bring back the honey packs. (laughs) Give us honey or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, they've taken so much away. Over the last 20 years, when it comes to air travel, uh, it, you know maybe we finally hit bottom. <laughs> oh, you know, no, I don't
2: know. A- I, I don't doubt that they can find a way to dig deeper. I well, mean, there was just an article the other day talking about $4 billion in baggage fees or something. I didn't right. get the whole context of it, but that's a pretty significant number of zeros when you were just talking about a $25 bag fee. Yes. So there's, they've, they've figured out a way to monetize and, and squeeze every dime out of those plane tickets. Right.
1: Well, and, you know, if if the government has to, you know, threaten legislation to get them in line, I mean, maybe that's that's helping. I don't know. I, I kind of want – I'm not so sure it's the government as much as it is the uh, bad publicity. I think, you know, like when you look at the Southwest – You know, incident and some of the other, you know, media things that we've seen where fights on aircraft and God knows what else and all the video, viral video that comes out. I think that, you know, the airlines, the companies take a hit for that. And if anything, they they are trying to do what they can to maybe bring that under control so they end up on the evening news for stupid stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think well, a lot of in, that, in
2: that Southwest situation, you know, the, the the diagnosis they've done on that has basically said if they would have invested in their IT right. systems years ago, instead of just getting by and doing it on the cheap to mm-hmm. try to maximize profits, they wouldn't be having this problem. So, again, exactly. you know, maybe there needs to be some outside influence and some regulation that you need to invest in the infrastructure. You need to invest in your passengers if you want to continue doing this business. Yeah,
1: well, exactly. And that's what it goes back to me. Like, like I said, I, I won't book those budget guys if I can avoid it at all costs just because I don't want to put myself in that situation now yeah you gotta some people aren't in the the, you know the situation where they can afford to pay the extra money for the you know upgraded class or airlines and that kind of stuff and I get that totally but that that's uh you know the reality it's not it's not that I don't value the low budget carriers I just like I value my time a little bit more So I'm going to send my business to the people that I think are looking out for my better interests in in the long run, you know?
2: And there's a place for the low-budget carriers. I mean, there's a lot of people could not go on vacations if it wasn't for Spirit and Frontier and all these places. It Mm -hmm. it has brought the prices down. But there's also a need for a more reliable, uh, more dependable airline, and that's where – you know, you chose to to uh, go with Delta. I'm a big fan of Delta as well mm-hmm. because you know I haven't been left in a terminal yet, <laughs> right? And I generally get there. I get a decent price. I get good service. And it, but I I definitely want the option. I'm gonna. I may actually break down and try Allegiant this year because they have a nonstop from Fort Myers to Appleton, Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. That's well, Air they Venture. do. Yeah, it they may do be for cheaper Orlando for me. Too Yeah. Yeah. So that may be a very inexpensive way, although it would be a lot more fun for us to fly into Air Venture together.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, that would be the way to go for sure. But yeah, that, you know, they do the same thing for Orlando on Allegiant, and I did that a few years ago, and it was okay. I mean, you know, it's only about an hour and a half, two-hour flight. It's not too crazy, but, you know, the seats don't recline. They're a little small. At least it was there I mean, we're talking like five years ago I did that. Well,
2: if you need a seat to recline, Greg, come over to the hangar here in at Buckingham. I have a set of Delta, or not Delta, uh, Alitalia. First class seats out of a DC nine, you can recline to your heart's content.
1: Well, no, they're not full recline. They're not uh, lay down. No, flat they're not seats. lay downs. Well, oh, see, I, I'm kind of, uh,
2: I'm jaded. We got to wait for them to start <laughs> scrapping the Delta One planes. That's going to be a while. <laughs>
1: That's right. But yeah, you know, I mean, if the schedule is right and the price is right i mean that's where the low budget guys come into play and you, you know once again it, you have to make that judgment on your own the trade-off on service and maybe a little bit of comfort just depends on what you're looking for See, the more choices we have the better i i agree with that for sure and hopefully it'll get even better for all of us and on that positive note we'll wrap it up till next time remember there is no better high than learning to fly